Welcome to Parenting Kids and Dogs 101, a limited series podcast for parents who live with kids and dogs, or plan to. I'm your host, Michelle Stern, the founder of Pooch Parenting. I'm not just a certified professional dog trainer and former teacher, I'm a mom too. In each episode of this series, I hope you feel like I'm chatting with you, one parent to another, about life with kids and dogs answering common questions my clients ask me, and giving you simple solutions to make your life easier and safer. I hope you'll subscribe and join me for the whole series. And don't forget to grab the accompanying workbook at poochparenting.net slash podcast workbook. Enjoy! In episode 12, I'll be talking about tips for safe playtime for dogs and kids. And before I start to give you any strategies, I just want to dispel any misconceptions you might have, which indicate that dogs and kids need to have physical contact with each other in order to play together. Not all playtime with kids and dogs has to involve them touching each other. And there are lots and lots of ways that kids can be involved in fun and enjoyable times with your dog without touching. One of the appeals of playful interactions between kids and dogs for many parents is that they believe that these kinds of interactions will improve the relationship between their kids and dogs. And I would like to suggest that there are other ways aside from just playing together that your kids and dogs can improve their relationship. I've mentioned before that I founded and ran a cooking school for kids for eight years, and so I would love to encourage you to bring your kids into the kitchen and have them help you create enrichment items for your dog. I'd like to give you a couple of examples for that. So if you have a licky mat or several licky mats, your kids can spread a variety of ingredients onto the licky mat and you can then store that in the freezer so that your dog can enjoy them during times when you want your dog to be busy, like when you're helping your kid with an arts and crafts project or perhaps when you're eating your family dinner. Now, this is a really great learning opportunity for your children especially if your children really enjoy working on sensory play so they can use their fingers to spread items. They can work on their motor skills by using tools to spread ingredients. So they could use a icing spreader, for example, or a butter knife to spread cream cheese or cottage cheese or canned pumpkin. If your kids are artistic or creative, they can use patterns on these licky mats and create designs. They could even add ingredients like Cheerios or frozen peas to create special designs for their dog. So these are really fun ways that your kids can get involved with the dog, but without any physical contact. Additionally, I love when kids layer ingredients inside of a Kong or something called a topple. Again, these are items that you can store in your freezer, but your kids get to have pride of being involved and creating fun things for your dogs to do. If you like what you're hearing so far, don't forget to grab the free workbook that comes with this limited podcast series. All you need to do is head over to my website, poochparenting.net slash podcast workbook. Some kids really love setting up obstacle courses for their pet dogs, so you can create 
tents out of a bed sheet over the dining room table and encourage the dog to run through or they can create other types of tunnels through dining room chairs for example they can also create obstacles such as barriers out of rolls of toilet paper so if the dog crashes into them instead of jumping over them nobody gets hurt but these are simple but fun ideas that kids of different ages can use with the dog to express their creativity and create fun activities that the dog can enjoy. And these are really special activities that you can do, especially when the weather is lousy or if you live in a really cold climate like I do here in Central Oregon. Really young kids can also have fun engagement types of activities with the dog, but I would encourage you to use a baby gate to separate the dog and toddler, for example. Toddlers don't always have the best coordination, but they can toss little treats or bits of food if it's safe to do so. And if not, they could toss balls or other toys over the baby gate for the dog to chase. Additionally, you can have your toddler roll a ball across the top of your coffee table, for example, and your dog can chase it from the other side. These are all really fun games that build relationships between dogs and kids, but don't involve touching in case your dog is the type of dog who gets over aroused and might want to put their teeth on your child in excitement. It also prevents any negative interactions if your child has over arousal issues and maybe when they get really excited, they scream or lash out with their feet or hands or pinch or pull fur. So these are all very normal child behaviors. You don't need to worry about your child being a bad kid. They just don't really know what to do with their body with that much excitement. So putting a baby gate or a coffee table in between them and your dog is a great way to add safety. Now I know this idea is gonna sound really strange, but you can actually purchase meat-flavored bubbles for your child to blow for your dog. And this is really fun. You can have your kids sit up on a counter or on the couch or on the other side of a baby gate and blow bubbles for your dogs to run and bite at. These are really silly and really strange, but a lot of my clients use them and really adore them. Other games that the whole family can play together include freeze dance or red light, green light. Both of these games rely on the principle that dogs will repeat behaviors that we reward them for. So in freeze dance, for example, when the music stops, everybody goes still. And if the dog goes still as well by going into a sit or a down, the person who is closest to that dog drops a treat on the floor. And by repeating this game and repeating the rewards for the dog for being calm when the children are calm, we see more of that appropriate behavior. Plus, it's super fun for the whole entire family. It's only natural for questions about our kids and dogs to arise from time to time, especially as our babies grow up and our dogs mature. And if I'm being honest, it's not really worth asking for free advice from friends or even online because you can't rely on the accuracy of the feedback you're getting. If you'd like to learn more about the Pooch Parenting Society, where I offer practical life and science-based tips and strategies, ongoing support, and a safe place to share, head on over to safekidsanddogs.com. From one parent to another, I see you. 
and I promise that you're not alone. Thanks for listening.